So tonight we're looking at Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. What a hero to have wrote down what God wanted to write down, present it to the king, and then to have him just to cut it up, trash it. Well, the thing about Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, it's Jeremiah's call and his commission. Okay, I think about myself. Uh, you need to think about yourself. Is God called you? Uh, is there something special that you do? Uh, and if he's called you, you know, hey, he'll, he'll pay for it. He'll pay the way. Um, we sing Jesus paid it all, and he did, and we don't even have to put out a tip because he's paid it all. Jeremiah chapter 1, beginning with verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, Jeremiah says, God says to him, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew you. And before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Jeremiah says, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am only a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. Father, I pray that you'd help us uh, to get a glimpse of what Jeremiah was feeling and apply it to our own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Jeremiah is the second longest book um, in the Bible, and we know him, uh, as I said, as the weeping uh, prophet. Uh, he was devoted to, to, be, to be a patriot. Uh, he was committed, uh, wholly committed, first of all to God, and then he was committed to do and to go where God said uh, to go. Persecuted by his own people, despised by his own relatives, he continued to go on. And I think, what would, how would I have felt if all my family, when I announced that God was calling me to preach, and said, okay, if that's what you want to do in life, you go ahead, but we're not going to support you. We're not going to come hear you, and you just go on and do what you want to do. You just go ahead and do what God wants you to do. There are many uh, cultures that, where uh, people, if they accept Christ, and it's known that their families completely turn against them. And so, you know, I'm thankful uh, that when I announced that, that my family, not one of them uh, said, no, we wish you wouldn't do that. Not one. It was all uh, encouraging words. Now, when I think about Jeremiah, he never lost compassion uh, uh, for them. 
That is his family. And not only for his family, those that were in the surrounding area uh, where he grew up and where he was educated and where he lived, he never gave up. He was committed. And listen, if we ever lose our compassion, then we're, gonna, we're gonna, are, are going to become weak in our commitment to the Lord. We've got to keep our compassion strong. Compassion for the lost. Compassion for things that God is doing in other people's lives. You know, I, I never have been uh, jealous of what God might be doing in somebody's life. I mean, it's always a joy. It's always a privilege uh, when I see people allowing God to use them in the most you might say inconspicuous way, little simple little things that people step up and say, hey, I want to do this. I just want to do this for you. Well, as we look at the scripture and talk about Jeremiah's call and his commission and thinking about our call, uh, there in verse four, um, I just simply, I wrote here in my margin that we have a master as, as a Christian. We have a master. It says the word of the Lord came to me saying. He didn't say that my daddy came, my mama came, or anybody else came. He said the word of the Lord came. And I can take you to the spot back in Pierstown in the little old house that Lynn and I started out in, in the kitchen down on my knees when God said, hey, I'm calling you to preach. And if you don't surrender, how, what are you going to say to me when you face me? I knew without a doubt, hey, it was the word of the Lord that came to me, okay? It didn't come to somebody else. It came to me right there in the, in the kitchen all alone, by myself, nobody but me and the Lord. And so, you know, he says, the word of the Lord came unto me. Uh, we have a master, and that's God. And he needs to rule our life. Hey, he, they, we might be doing something that, that our father, okay? We're his children if we're saved. We might be doing something that our father's not completely satisfied with. We might be doing something that our father hasn't called us to do. And I think about so many walks of life uh, that, that are in our church, okay? It don't matter where you are in life, but the main thing is that we're saved and we're following the Lord wherever we are, wherever we work, or whoever we work for, uh, we should be following the Lord and looking out. Uh, after one another because you and I, uh, as a Christian, we have a master, and that's God Almighty. Notice in verse 5 again, this is what the master says to him. Hey, before I formed thee, I knew thee. And that's, that's a mystery. Before I formed thee in your mother's womb, I knew you. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? And when you think about that, he says, and before you came out of the womb, I already had a plan for your life. I, he says, he said he sanctified, he set him aside. God put his approval on Jeremiah before Jeremiah could even walk. He put his approval on Jeremiah before he could even talk. I mean, that, that's something to me. And, and then he says, and I ordained thee a prophet to the nations because they were waiting. They needed somebody to point the way. 
And you know, I think about the many pastors, okay, that have pastored this church. Think about it. How many sermons? Many of you have been here many years. How many sermons you've heard from this pulpit? And you know, what do we do with all those things? You know, I look back, I look back at my file of sermons. I'm thinking, my goodness, I mean, I can't believe I preached that. You know, and, and I'm thinking, well, if it's worth preaching once, sure to goodness it's worth preaching twice. And you go looking at it and say, some of this ain't going to work. You know, it depends on your people. And that's why it's so important. Listen, this is not easy, y'all. It is so important that I be sensitive to what God wants for you. Okay? It's not, it's not what you think I ought to do, but it's how sensitive that I am to your feelings, to your needs, and it all must come from God. Because he said, the word of the Lord came unto me. That's private. And that's from the master. Okay? Um, but then he said, you know, we're all, we all have excuses. I mean, my goodness, it's the excuses I had when, when, when God said, hey, I, I want you to preach. Man, I started. I had more excuses well, I thought I had more excuses than what God would understand, but every time I had the excuse, uh, he had a way around it. And so we see there that uh, Jeremiah says, oh, I'm thinking to myself, oh, me, oh, Lord God, behold, I can't speak. I'm just a child. Now, in high school days, and some of you have been there in, in speech classes and English classes where you had to get up Hey, don't call on me, man. I'd go under the desk. Don't call on me to stand up in front of no crowd. I remember the first time I was brought before the class. <laughs> you know what, Paul? My buddy and me were cutting up. And the teacher called his name and said, Tommy, come up here. She wore him out right there in front of the class. You know what I done? I laughed. I laughed out loud. That was my first appearance before the whole class. She asked me to come up and stand with him. There we both were, and she wore me out right in front of the whole class. How embarrassing. <laughs> but it all come out of the mouth, you see. All I had to do was keep my mouth shut, and I've never since had a time. I just can't do it. <laughs> So he said, me, Lord, I can't do this. I'm just a child. I've never stood before somebody and spoke. What, what are you asking me to do? Well, that's the master. Secondly, we will not, well, he's not only the master, but we will be given a message. Look at, look at, listen to verse 7. You know, after he said, I can't speak, I'm only a child. But the Lord said unto me, say not you're a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. You know, I, it's hard for me to describe how it felt uh, moving and leaving Town to come to Oconee County to pastor a church where I knew no one and neither did they know me. And every time they, that my name came up, they said, he's too young. He has no experience. We need an aged preacher in here. Hey, I didn't want it either. I mean, they come looking at me. And, and so, uh, there I am. For thou shalt go 
to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Now, uh, we will be given a message. If we're willing to go, don't worry. You know, it, it used to bother me. Well, what can I say? It, that don't bother me anymore what I'm going to say. If, you, if he's calling me to go, and, and I mean, hey, let's just think about it. All right, to, to a, a, a home. Uh, maybe these people are unchurched altogether. And Lord said, hey, you, you need to go down there. Well, what am I going to say? Don't worry about what you're going to say. You just go. He said, I will give you the words. I, I will tell you what to say and when to say it. And listen, this is important. How to say it. How to say it. You know, it's not so much what as how we tell somebody, you know, I'm here on business for the Lord. Uh, you know, in today's culture, in today's society, with adults, that's a mystery. That's a mystery for those that do not know the Lord. It is a mystery for them to say, well, you know, so what? You're here for the Lord. Uh, yes, uh, I've been called by God and, and I've been impressed to come to your house. I have been impressed. You know, sometimes many people won't go to funerals. They won't even go to the home where the person has died because they don't know what to say. And you know what I feel and what I have found and what I have experienced? They're not gonna remember anything you've said, probably, but they'll remember that you were there. And that's important, to know that you were there. And so we're, we're given a message here. And then he says in verse 8, you know, after you get the message from the master, he says, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And I put this way, we are never alone when we are with the Lord. We're never alone. Now on the physical side, looking around, well, you all by yourself here? Yep, just me and the Lord. Well, where is he? He said, he's right here. He's right here. You know, how, how can I help you? Uh, you know, to, to, uh, many of us, we, we go out to eat and, and, the, and the waiter or the waitress comes and takes the drink order and takes the uh, food order. And then and, and when they bring it, uh, you know, what would it be like for you to look up at this waiter or waitress and say, we're fixing to have our blessing. Is there anything we can pray for you about? And I've heard all kinds of things. Pray for my husband. He won't go to church with me. Pray for my children. They've gone astray. Pray for this. Pray for that. And I have a job interview coming. And on and on it goes. And that, listen, that makes an impression on that person that somebody cares. When you think about your master and you think about the message, um, don't worry about their faces, he says. I'm going with you. Then verse 9 says, Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth. And that's why you don't worry and you don't fret over what you're going to say. This is the initiative here. He takes the initiative by touching our mouth. He, he said, I will give you the words. I will put words in your mouth. I will put thoughts into your mind. Uh, I'm, not, I'm sure I've told you this before in uh, visiting homes. If you'll use the uh, little formula called fire, the first thing you talk about when you, when you get in the home, if you don't know this family, is to talk about family. 
you know, you get married, you got children, and then you share about your family and your children, and then you ask what interests they might have. When you drive up, you may see a fishing boat. You might see a boat, a ski boat. You might see a motorcycle. You might see toys. You might see all kinds of things. That'll give you a clue as to what they're interested in. You may be interested in the same things. And the letter R is for, for relationships. Where do you work? Oh, I work down at what's called place? Oh, I have a brother or a sister that works there. Or I have a friend that works there. And so you, you create a, a relationship here. And then the letter E, after you've discussed it, hey, it might be an hour if things are going well. So I want to ask you this. Have you thought about where you might spend eternity? You know we're not put here to stay. So have you thought about that? You know that little formula, it works real well. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say. You talk about family, their interests, their relationships, and, and where they're going to spend eternity. And the Lord said, Behold, I have put words in, in, in thy mouth. I, I put them there. It's not your words. It's not your ideas. It's my ideas, and it's my words. And don't you forget, I knew you before, before you were in the mother's womb. So where was Jeremiah before he was in the mother's womb? Hey, I don't know this. I just feel like they're in heaven, okay? And God commissions them, okay, it's time for you to leave here and, and, and go and be born um, on earth. I don't know that for a fact, but hey, Jeremiah was somewhere. And God said, I knew you. <laughs> I knew you before your mother conceived you. Verse 10 says, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. This is the inspiration he gave him. Uh, he said, I want you to root out, root out all those things that's unnecessary. I want you to pull down the idols, the things that causes these people to do what they're doing. I want you to pull them down. Remember, he said, I'm going to be with you. I'll protect you. And to destroy all the devilish things that you come up on and to throw it down and then I want you to build, and I want you to plant. You know, it's up to us to plant the seed. If we're saved, hey, we got the seed. The Bible says, behold, the sower went forth to sow. Well, he had to go forth in order to sow. In order to sow, he had to have seed. And so the, uh, the sower went forth to sow. And that's your and my responsibility to sow the word of God. If we don't sow, we can't expect to harvest. Okay? And you notice on the envelopes the, uh, uh, for our paying office building, uh, it simply says sowing for the harvest. Uh, you know, and, and, and many people are coming. And we rejoice in that. And we rejoice to know that God is going to bless and help us see our way out of this so we can see our way into something else. And you know, hey, the preacher says, okay, we're going to pay off our building. I know where the money, we already have the money. And everybody's thinking, oh boy. And he says, you know where it is? It's in your pocket. It's in your pocket. 
And if God, listen, if God knew Jeremiah before Jeremiah was conceived, he knows what's in your and my pocket, right? He knows. You can't, hey, probably all of us men, and you don't have to admit this because somebody wouldn't admit it, no how. You got that secret compartment in your billfold where you got a little bit stuck back just in case so that you can say, I'm not broke, even though I've heard some of you and I know good and well you didn't tell the truth. I'm broke. I'm just broke. I had a friend, if we want offshore to born, he was, you know what? I have forgot my billfold. I have forgot my billboard. What am I going to do? I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. You know the, you know the routine. That's the way it goes. But listen, I want to I share with you the, the instructions. That's what he gave him right there in verse 10. Now, you don't have to turn, but Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11, and, and I'm going to let you go here in a minute. Jeremiah 29, um, I'm over in Ezekiel, I declare. 29, 11. Here we go. Now, God told uh, Jeremiah, I knew you before your mother conceived you. I knew you before you were born. And then way over there in the 29th uh, chapter, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. That's what God said. Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace. Okay, thoughts of peace. Nothing is better than peace and comfort and quiet. He said, I, I, uh, uh, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. I will turn my attention to you, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all, notice that word, all your heart, not partial. Uh, you know, God wants full custody, not weekend visits. Full custody, that's every day. And I will be found by you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places to which I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again unto the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. If I'm arrested, I want to be arrested for my Christianity. And God forbid it be any other reason, arrested for being a Christian. And someone said, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Would there be enough people to stand and say, yeah, I know that person's a Christian. Yes, he's a witness. Yes, he gives. Yes, he goes. He does. And then to be found guilty of serving the Lord. What better way could we be found other than guilty of serving the Lord? Father, I thank you for the evening. I thank you for this, my people, Lord. I just praise your holy name for each one. And Lord, I thank you that uh, they've chosen, uh, this crowd has chosen to come back tonight. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, there has been something said, uh, something read that would touch all of our hearts. 
um, that we would find ourselves even more listening to that still, small voice because you are the master that has the message for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother, what